At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Yes, people are texting me about this. I will get to the... I guess the best word for it is ruckus that happened at the Buttigieg press conference yesterday. Of course, designed to show everybody that our mayor does, in fact, have a couple of black people who like him. And then some Bernie fans showed up and it became a fiasco. So we will we will talk about that a little bit later on today. Don't worry. We will get to it. All right. Want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range. Again, they're located in New Carlisle with the bad weather coming you're going to want to shoot, but you want to be indoors so you're not out there in the inclement weather. And they are an indoor shooting range with 10 lanes. You can shoot rifle and pistol. Today they have the Defensive Pistol Open League Night, which is co-ed. Learn some great skills. Learn how to properly handle your weapon in various situations and be safe about it. Go to SecondAmendmentArms.net for more information. And as always, if you mention me, you get discounts on a whole bunch of stuff, like everything. And you got the holiday season coming up, so make sure you talk to them about gift accounts. Navy SEALs, okay? Navy SEALs are being credited with saving over 230 teens from sex trafficking. Isn't that awesome? I mean, it's it's terrible that we have to have that, and it's a horrible situation that there are thousands of teenagers who are not rescued yet, but I also think it's pretty great that we've still saved the lives of 230 of them. Uh, this is one of the reasons that I'm I'm constantly telling people, If you're a young woman, particularly if you are blonde, do not holiday in Mexico. You don't want to do this. Now, the vast majority of people who do are going to be perfectly fine and going to be safe, okay? But there is a market in Mexico in these tourist areas where the cartels operate. They target Western women, young girls in particular, because that's who they want in the sex trade. And they really go for blondes, obviously, in that part of the uh, the world, they don't have a lot of blonde-haired people, so that's in demand. Um, one of the things that they do in these touristy areas, um, you'll get a lot of like 18, 19-year-old girls who will go to Tijuana, something like that, because you can get away with a lot in Tijuana. And they find themselves getting roofied, and then they wake up and they're chained to a bed, and they are then fed a steady diet of drugs. And these drugs make them unable to resist. So they're constantly high, they're constantly non-functional, and they're just tied to the bed. And then, of course, what they do is they sell you. Um, And you have people who will pay, they come in, they do their thing, they leave, you're high the entire time. It's a horrible, disgusting thing that is unfortunately commonplace, and I'm sick and tired of covering that story. I did a lot more stories on this when I was in Las Vegas, but um, it still happens on a regular basis where you've got 
some family going, hey, our, you know, our teenager went down to, to Mexico to vacation for, you know, a week or so, and we haven't heard from them. And chances are they get they get snatched by the cartel. And it's a horrible thing. Uh, you don't want any don't want don't want that to happen to anybody. Uh, but the chive actually has the story uh, battling the worst of crimes, human sex trafficking. Sometimes it takes a group of um, bad bleep humans to stop the bad guys. The story begins with a former police officer turned private investigator. And the day that he read a story about a group of Navy SEALs known as the terror hunters, uh, who are the terror hunters over the past 40 years, Joseph Travers first served as a cop, then moved up to detective using his years of firsthand experience Mr. Travers started his own business as a private investigator. There used to be a reality show about them. I don't know if it was the same group, but it was a group of former police officers, special forces operators, military personnel, and they were hired by families to find missing loved ones who likely were were, uh, being held captive and being trafficked. And they would find them, and they would go in and they would rescue them. And yes, they did use lethal force on various raids. It all depended. They usually they tried to get local law enforcement involved, but in some places you can't because local law enforcement works with the cartels and whatever criminal network is doing this. Um, so anyway, this guy, um, he basically had all of this experience, and then he decided to go and become a private investigator, and he started looking for missing teenagers. As such, Mr. Travers was naturally interested in a story about a team of retired Navy SEALs that were traveling to foreign countries with the mission of fighting sex slavery. Uh, I was reading an article from the Orange County Register titled Retired Terror Hunters Hope to End Child Sex Slavery. This brought to mind the news that I heard recently regarding a missing 17-year-old girl who left her parents' home in New York. Uh, Brittany Drexel was last seen in a hotel video in South Carolina on April 25th. Where was she? This question led to a sad reality. FBI reported that the teen was taken from the hotel by a gang to a stash house where she was raped and then killed. Joseph Travers decided to take action. As a former police detective and current licensed private investigator, I've seen countless cases of missing children. I've got some PIs in the family as well and some bounty hunters, so I I, I unfortunately get to hear about this sometimes. I knew many of them ended up being trafficked into human slavery and felt compelled to meet the terror hunters to see if there was a way to perform these rescues here in the United States. And I immediately made arrangements to meet with them. And so now I'm not going to read you the entire thing, but I will link to it in the daily show prep. And I certainly hope that you'll read the article because this group is now credited with saving 230 teenagers. How amazing is that? That's 230 people that are now safe because of these people who are doing this essentially out of the goodness of their heart. And that is a phenomenal story. Like I said, it's sad that we have to have that story. I wish we didn't, but I'm also glad that there are people out there who have that talent and that capability. And they're not just, they're not just fading back into society and not utilizing it. You know, we have probably the most experienced former, I don't know how to say this, probably the most experienced civilian marketplace now when it comes to tactical training and abilities because of what's been happening with the war on terror. And they're coming back, and a lot of them choose to go into professions, like they become instructors and things like that. So the wealth of knowledge and the experience that is now available to the American public to learn from professionals has never existed like this in the history of the country. 
And I know some of you are going to go, well, more people fought in Vietnam and more people fought in, in World War II. Yes, but they didn't have the skill sets that these individuals coming back have. And it really is, it's an asset to the American who is interested in learning to be able to have this information and to be able to have access to these professionals. And when you have some of them who choose to go beyond that and actually go out there and save people's lives, not enough can be said about them, to be perfectly honest. Anyway, 574-2595-953. It is the 12 days of Christmas here on 95.3 MNC, 12 days of great prizes. And you can sign up for a chance to win by going to 953mnc.com or you can text the word days, nothing else. I don't need your name. I don't need you to put MNC at the beginning of it. Just text the word days to 45364. And you could have a chance to win something from, oh, I don't know, South Bend Chocolate Company, Antonio's Italian Ristorante, and Parkwood Auto Spa, among several others. Go look at the prizes, find the ones that you're interested in, and register only for those. Or you can register for all of them if you're interested in giving them away as gifts, I guess. It really doesn't matter. It's entirely up to you. We do this every single year. It is our biggest contest of the year. And this year, of course, Santa Slay is full with awesome prizes. So I want to thank our sponsors, Parkwood Auto Spa, South Bend Chocolate Company, and 953MNC. Best of luck on everybody. Again, go to 953MNC.com or text the word DAYS right now to 45364. You can go watch the live stream on YouTube.com slash CaseyTheHost, Twitch.tv slash CaseyTheHost, the new Throne app, which I've posted links to on social media. If you want to check that out, if you want to watch on your mobile phone, that's an easier way to do that. And, of course, I have just gotten back onto Twitter. Okay, company asked me to go back onto Twitter, so I did. And it's a brand-new profile, and I really need your help to build my subscriber base. I no longer have the tens of thousands of followers that I used to. I only have 240-something. So <laughs> if you could hop onto Twitter, at RealKCH, C-A-S-E-Y, at RealKCH, and give me a follow there. I'd really appreciate it. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Got to talk to you about natural CBD lotion. This stuff is phenomenal. Okay? Not only does it work, I use it. My wife uses it. My mom used it when she was visiting. I have other relatives who've asked me to send them bottles of it. And yes, it is legal where they are at so they can have it. In case you're curious, I know it's going to be somebody out there going, you can't do that. Yes, you can. It's totally fine. Um, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal product. And I recommend that you go to allnaturalcbd.org and pick some up for yourself. You can get lavender scent or you can get unscented. Okay. So I know some guys out there don't want the lavender. I totally get that. Uh, but the unscented is great, and it actually is unscented too. I mean, that's the that's the big thing. I actually, have a couple of people because you know sometimes unscented kind of like has a kind of like a baby powdery type smell to it or something. This doesn't. It really is unscented, and it's just as effective. It works really well. Here's the thing: you can get two different strengths, 250 or 500 milligrams of full spectrum CBD. So if you have arthritis, if you have minor aches and pains, if you just want to keep it around in case something comes up. It's a lotion, so it also moisturizes and soothes your skin, especially this time of year. That's really important. But it just works. And we've had several people who have given me feedback, not only in the audience, but in this building, 
who say that this is just a phenomenal product. It took their pain away, and it works really well. And Joe is waving his hand right now because his mom absolutely loves it. How's she doing on supply, by the way? She has about half a bottle left. And she bought it about how long ago? Um, Oh, like two and a half? Feels like it's been a couple of months, right? Yeah. So that gives you an idea because this is I think this is critical because a lot of the places out there that will sell you full spectrum CBD at 500 milligrams, they'll give you like a one ounce bottle. This is a four ounce bottle. And so Joe's mom has been using it regularly and she's only about halfway through it and she's been using it for a couple of months. So, again, it's going to last you a long time. But the 500 milligrams are only 19.99, And then you get a discount when you use my coupon code KC10. Very simple. If you want to pick it up locally, go to any local eSigWorks location, and they will apply the same coupon code, KC10, for 10% off. They're also running a holiday special right now where you can get three of the CBD lotions. If you want to give them out as gifts, and let's be honest, you do. People will love you for it. You can get three of them from just $39.99 for the $250, uh, 10 bucks more for the 500 milligrams, and you're saving $10. So you can get three bottles and save $10. Then you have my discount, too. Go to allnaturalcbd.org. AllNaturalCBD.org, coupon code KC10, or the same coupon code at any local eSigWorks location. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. New ATF study. All right. So the ATF, uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, and I, they're going to probably add 14 other things on there now. Um, now, again, want to want to remind everybody that violent crime is going down in the United States. Again, it did uh, a drastic reduction last year. But there are, did you see, as an aside before I keep getting in here because I keep getting sidetracked, did you see that they are looking at breaking the all-time record for background checks this holiday season? Now, what has the Trump administration been to the firearm industry? Not very good. Not because of his policies, um, but because they know that he's not coming for your guns. So less there's less of these stories that motivate people to go out and buy guns, right? Whereas under Obama, you had one of those every month. So Obama was considered to be a really good asset to the gun industry because he was always doing or saying something that led people to believe that he was going to, you know, move for uh, banning guns and things of that nature, which he tried to do a couple of times. Um, At least he expressed interest in and asked Congress to do. And people would rush and and buy firearms. Well, they haven't been doing that with Trump because they feel secure that he's not going to take their guns away from them. Occasionally he'll do something like the stupid bump stock thing and people will be a little bit more, more motivated to go get that stuff. But, um, now with the holiday season, the economy's great. People got discretionary spending funds. Firearm prices have come down. And boom, there's a huge rush. There's also a report that the FBI has failed to do a bunch of background checks. That's not good, especially considering the uh, the recent report, which highlighted the new successes of the reformations on the, the NICS system. But uh, they're looking at possibly breaking an all-time record for background checks this holiday season since Black Friday. It's really Uh, Really interesting. But the ATF has a new study out, and they say that Americans have 423 million guns. How many Americans are there? Like 354 million? (laughs) 
423 million guns are in the hands of Americans. Yeah, good luck getting all of those back. Uh, newly released figures from the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives shows that there are now a whopping 422.9 million guns in the hands of Americans. That they know about, by the way. The number equates to 1.2 guns for every person in the country. That includes your sweet little angel kids who would never do anything inappropriate on prom night. The figures also show that in 2018, 8.1 billion rounds of ammo were produced by the gun industry. Not nearly enough, if you ask me. How many times did you run out of your favorite ammo? And you couldn't get it for a couple of weeks, right? Why do you think so many people go to Second Amendment Arms and Range? Because they have hard-to-find ammo. Okay? Yes, three-minute station. So we have, we have, okay, not enough ammo, even though we made... 8.1 billion rounds of ammo. And then, of course, you get the uh, the anti-gun nuts out there going, nobody needs 1,000 rounds of ammo. 1,000 rounds of ammo is, what, 40 minutes maybe at the range? <laughs> maybe. Uh, the figures also reveal that the most popular firearm in the country, which, what do you think it is, the most popular firearm? Joe? You don't have to get the exact... Oh, specs right but just yeah give me a guess what do you think the most popular I, firearm I would, is i would gather probably a pistol pistol okay um my heart wants to say a 1911 but i know that's not probably ah, right no there's a bunch of nerds uh, out there who don't like i'm gonna it. say a glock glock a glock seems like a safe one right yeah yeah no ar-15s <laughs> not even close AR-15 is the most popular gun in the United States. It is, of course, America's rifle. And the AR-15 is responsible for taking almost no lives. The most popular firearm in a country with 423 million firearms has only claimed the lives annually of a couple of hundred people. And by the way, we don't have a specific number of how many are directly attributed to an AR-15 or a variant of, because we lump all rifles together. So all of the AR-15 and based rifles, uh, AK-47 and based rifles, and then of course you've got all of your hunting rifles, your bolt actions, your 22 rimfires, all of that stuff that's, I know, don't get me in the semantics of the rimfire stuff. Um, all of those things clumped together was about 300 people dead. So the most popular firearm in a nation of 423 million firearms takes almost no lives. Now, when it does, it's tragic. Don't get me wrong. Excuse me. Don't get me wrong. But it is interesting to note that. The findings highlight that there are now 17.7 million of them in private hands. That's an AR-15, 17.7 million, which is way more than we have soldiers. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, let's see, it's a record high, more than half, 54% of all rifles produced in 2017 were modern modern sporting rifles, which would include AR-15s, but also other models. The ATF figures also reveal that firearms ammunition manufacturing accounted for nearly 12,000 jobs in the U.S., creating over $4.1 billion in goods shipped in 2017. These figures, these figures show that the industry that America has a strong desire to continue to purchase firearms for lawful purposes that is Joe Bartosi, president of the National Sport Shooting Sports Foundation, uh, which is a great organization, by the way. The modern sporting rifle, or as I like to refer to them because it triggers everybody. Ha! Triggers. 
is aggressively styled hunting rifles. Uh, continues to be the most popular center fire, center fire rifle sold in America today and is clearly a commonly owned firearm with more than 17 million in legal private ownership, Bartosi said. And of course, we have that poll that came out here not too long ago that showed the number one firearm in the country among women happens to be an AR-15. Do you know why, Joe? Have you ever fired one, by the way? I have. I have, have fired an AR-15. Um, so how I was, was your... about I was about 12. You were 12 years old when you fired an AR-15. Is this why you are so psychologically traumatized? Yes, I am so crazy. Has your shoulder ever recovered from... <laughs> it took a while. I'm going to be honest with you, Casey. It took a while. Now, for those of you who don't know, we had somebody watching the live stream from Norway earlier. And thank you for that, by the way. Um, for those of you who don't know, U.S. journalists who never fire these things run around and they say that it's the biggest, scariest thing in the world and it hurt and the recoil was so horrendously awful. And I have to remind everybody of my my uh, range master's eight-year-old girl running circles around all of us when I was at basic. <laughs> she, she was running around us with an AR-15, literally smoking all of us, uh, an eight-year-old kid. But if you have a grown adult that says the AR-15 will hurt, well, they're just dumb. They're lying to you. Um, it is popular among women and smaller shooters because it is lightweight, easy to handle, and very accurate. And there isn't a lot of recoil. Uh, those are all the reasons that the anti-gunners want it banned because they say it makes it too easy for people to shoot. The problem is, is that if you want things to be more difficult, you're asking for less safe firearm ownership. And you're also limiting who can own a firearm. Now, Joe Biden can run around all he wants and say, shoot people through the door without identifying who the target is as the vice president of the United States, which, by the way, alone should disqualify him from being able to run for president. But as he says that, you have to remind him that there are a large segment of the population who cannot fire a shotgun safely. So what are they supposed to do, Joe? And the answer is he doesn't know. He doesn't care because he has armed guards around him all the time. So it really doesn't matter to him. Uh, but, you know, as long as he shoots clay pigeons and stuff for sport, he just assumes that the shotgun's A-OK. Now, there are shotguns you can get. Obviously, they're easier to handle. Don't get me wrong. It's just that there's a large chunk of the population that would much rather, you know, have that, uh, that other rifle, including women, because it gives them the opportunity to actually protect themselves, whereas a handgun may not. Handguns are much more difficult to hit the target. Anyway, 574-2595-953. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. You know, there's a feeling that I really love. And maybe it's just my ego, but I love it. This has, by the way, just been the history of my career. I start endorsing a, a restaurant, and then I go into the restaurant from that point on, and I run into a ton of listeners. And so you walk in, and it's almost like cheers. You know, you walk, when Norm would walk in, everybody would stop and go, Norm! It's kind of like that. It's really cool. I like that feeling. And again, it's, total, it's a total ego trip. I get that. But it's that I know that the marketing is working and that the restaurant is benefiting. And when it's a fantastic restaurant like Bruno's Probaco, it makes me that much happier. Because that is a place where everybody is just awesome over there. I mean, the staff is friendly. They're they're great. And yesterday, you know, they had to make do without their manager, too. Uh, you know, Mark wasn't there. So their manager wasn't there. And they, by the way, Mark, if you're listening, since I know you listen on, on a regular basis, 
don't let them fool you. They now understand how valuable you are. Because <laughs> they were telling me yesterday. Because they got slammed. They got slammed. And I walked in and a bunch of them were listeners. And I that just means a lot to me. Because I know that the advertising is working. And I know that I'm sending you to a quality place where you're going to get great food and great service and great bartending. And that's Bruno's Perbacco. And then my kid kicks the table and the... The glass of water falls off of the table and shatters all over the floor next to people. So that's great, too. I mean, that's, <laughs> for some reason, we always make a scene when we go out as a family. It's just one of those things. Uh, but it is a lot of fun. And I enjoyed the dinner last night. I had the bluegill, which was on special yesterday. It was phenomenal. And my wife got the margarita pizza again because she's weird. Kids got the the meatball, the kid's meatball, which is massive enough that they can split it. So no joke. You get this kid's meatball. Okay, this thing's the size of a softball. Like, like that big. The kids split it. They each eat about a quarter of it, and then they're both stuffed, and then you take it home. Size matters over there. But also customer service and quality of food. Bruno's Perbaco is phenomenal. They're on County Road 16. They're right next to Bruno's and Elkhart. You can go online to brunosperbaco.com. You can make reservations, get catering. It's getting to a point where you're going to need to make reservations at Bruno's Perbaco on a regular basis now. Because that place is hopping every time I go in now. And I am thrilled that that is happening. So go to brunosperbaco.com. When you go to Bruno's Perbaco, please let them know that you heard about them or you're there because of this show. It really does help with the advertising. All right. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Don Lemon over at It's Not News at CNN is a moron. Joe, cue it. Timing is like a child and expect to be treated like an adult. Don't act like, uh, don't be disrespectful to people or not respectful. Disrespectful, I think, is, is not actually a word. But don't not be respectful to people and then expect to be treated with respect. <clears throat> you looking it up? Okay. You know you don't have to look it up, though, right? Oh, I know. Okay. Disrespectful. It's an adjective. It means showing a lack of respect or courtesy or impolite. Yeah, but that's the Urban Dictionary, so that doesn't no, count. No, that's the actual dictionary. Oh, that's, that's Webster's. That's the real dictionary. Yes. Dis meaning not, and respectful meaning respect. So you combine those, you get disrespectful, <laughs> meaning lack of respect. I mean, look, when, okay, there's a part of me that's like, I do a live show every day. You know, the live stream that you guys are watching on the internet, for those of you watching, that's a very tiny, itsy-bitsy part of my following, and it's a very tiny, itsy-bitsy part of what I do. The radio show is what I do. That's the audience I cater to. That's where the vast majority of my audience is. Um, so there's a part of me that's like, okay, you do live stuff all the time, and you do live television hits, and you do interviews with people, and you mess up here and there. So there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you know, you, you mess up. And there's another part of me going, how on earth can you possibly think that the word disrespectful isn't real? Where does that even come from? I don't know. Like, there's minor little things that you screw up on. Mm -hmm. Okay, it happens. It's live TV, right? We don't get to run our lines multiple times and hundreds of times and have the director, you know, do its thing. It's it's live TV. We screw up. But, yeah, I mean... (laughs) Where does this even creep into your brain? At what? 
And then I have to remind myself, oh, it's it's Don Lemon, and he's not very smart anyway, because he's not. He's, he's Don Lemon. And Don Lemon, his entire career, has given us example after example after example after example of how dumb he really is. So, yeah. Disrespectful, I think, is not actually a word. It's not news. It's CNN. Facts first, Joe. Got more coming up. <laughs> news Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595 953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Uh, let's see. Um, Don Lemon, uh, what is the worst journalist of the year in 2014? Oh, hold on. Somebody sent me a link about Don Lemon in uh, from Hollywood Reporter. Was he named one of the worst journalists? You have to understand something. He is so profoundly stupid. Yeah, uh, CNN's Don Lemon named to worst journalism of 2014 list. Yeah. Uh, He's never gotten off of the list. (laughs) Thank you to the listeners on that. Um, Yeah, he is so bad. Honestly, he is so bad. And here's the thing. Like, when you think that you are are really good at what you do and everybody else knows that you're not, I, man, that is a, that's a tough place to be in. I mean, luckily I've never been in that place. Everybody loves what I do. Anyway, five, seven, four, 25, 95, 95, three. That is two, five, nine, five, nine, five, three. I want to remind everybody Joe Biden's no malarkey tour just started. Okay. The octogenarian, he's not officially an octogenarian, but, an octogenarian? Is that a word you've not heard? Look it up. Octogenarian. Joe's Joe's learning something today. By the way, you are old simply by using octogenarian. <clears throat> well, tell everybody what it says. So an octo, octo, octogenarian. octogenarian is a person who is from 80 to 89 years old. Right. How old is Joe Biden? Uh, apparently from 80 to 89 years old. Well, I don't know that he actually is an octogenarian. Okay. Uh, oh, he's 77. All right. But he acts 98. So <laughs> Joe Biden <laughs> identifies <laughs> as an octogenarian, which we are allowed to do nowadays. Um, so he's on this no malarkey tour. But again, it just started. And it feels like every time we talk about Joe Biden, I have to remind everybody that the no malarkey tour just started because he keeps screwing up. This is true. Right? We did the thing. Three things in one day. And Mm -hmm. it was like day two of the tour. Three things he screwed up on. So I want this. And the reason that I bring that up is that when you're out campaigning, campaigning sucks. Okay? It is long. It is difficult. It is tiring. And you're going to multiple places. And I know that we goof on politicians on both sides because... They get out there and they say, I'm in Houston, when in fact they're in Kansas. Yeah, okay. But it's because, honestly, they are exhausted. 
and they have no idea where they're at, and it's difficult to keep that all straight. Yes, still make fun of them because it's good, fun, and they're politicians and they deserve it, but it's also at least understandable in, in reality on why it happens. You know, you got Obama's famous 57 states thing, and then his math going forward was also wrong on it. And the defense was he had been out there campaigning for an extra long period of time, and he was just exhausted. Fair enough. It's still funny, and I'm still going to play the clip all the time because it is hysterical. But in reality, the guy was just beat to death. Joe Biden is well-rested. This is a brand-new tour. He doesn't have that excuse. So every day he goes out on this no malarkey tour because uh, it just got started. He can't claim that he's tired because if he claims that he's tired, the only reason he would be tired is because, well, he's old. Do you realize that if he were elected president, he is older than when Ronald Reagan left office? Yeah. Joe's eyebrows did the dance. What? Uh-huh. If Joe Biden wins, he's actually old. He'll come in as president older than when Ronald Reagan left. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's how old this guy is. Uh, so anyway, Joe Biden speaking in New Hampton, Iowa, at a stop on his no malarkey tour, worked to recall the year that Obama, the Obama administration signed a particular executive order, and he ended up saying that the year was 1976. Quote, there's the Dreamers program. There's also a program that said we're not going to separate families. We're going to allow families to stay together while they go through the process. The court said you can't. We did that in 1976, he said. Now, he immediately remembered that he was wrong, okay? But we have to remind people. That we have to remind people that these this is still a brand new thing. So what he what the other thing that he did today was he got in an argument with somebody uh, in New Hampshire. Former Vice President Joe Biden's campaign advisor, Simone Sanders, rushed to defend him Thursday after a testy exchange. Can you say testy anymore? Is that allowed? You can't? Okay. Um, anyway, Ms. Andry. You After a testy exchange with an Iowa voter, the unidentified gentleman confronted Biden at a New Hampton campaign event with a question about his son Hunter's work with Burisma in Ukraine. During the heated exchange, Biden called the man a damn liar challenged him to a push-up contest. What is it with Joe Biden and challenging people to push-up contests? You realize one day somebody, this is like the third or fourth time he's done this. Someday somebody's going to take him up on it and he's going to lose. It's like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing. Oh, she does so much, uh, so many push-ups every single day. And they have like the picture of her barely doing one. It's like, no, she doesn't. Sorry. Now that grandma who beat the robber over the head with a table that lady, yeah, you may not want to mess with her with a push-up contest, but she's also two years younger than uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is. So anyway, he challenged the guy to a push-up contest again and seemed to make several comments alluding to the man's weight. Following intense criticism on social media, Sanders responded to the incident in a series of tweets beginning by suggesting that Biden was justified in his angry response because, one, the gentleman is a self-identified Warren supporter who said that he would vote for the VP at a general election. Two, his facts were flat out wrong. And three, the crowd backed VP Biden up in his response. Who cares if the crowd backs him up? That doesn't mean he's right. But now, what she is saying is that Joe Biden didn't call the guy fat, but was actually saying the word facts. It's been a rough start to this brand new, brand new bus tour of his. 
but that's okay. It's okay. They have the definition of malarkey on the side of the bus. It's not a joke. That's a real thing. The definition of malarkey is literally on the side of the, maybe the back of the bus. I think it's the side of the bus. Maybe the back. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Just shoot people through the door with your shotgun. Don't identify the target. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3.